You're listening to ZZ Talk, a father-son generational podcast where we talk about entertainment, culture, and a variety of other subjects through the perspective of Gen X and Gen Z. I'm Noah. I'm Greg. And, and this, this is ZZ Talk. Talk. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Today, we are talking about Thanksgiving, not the holiday, but the movie that just came out. In fact, Thanksgiving is a horror holiday movie, which very nicely melds two of our favorite things together on this podcast. Now, with that said, this came out on November 17th, and uh, we saw this in theaters at the AMC. No, not the AMC, the Regal. And uh, we actually did have a special guest with us this time. Can you introduce yourself? I'm Luke. Yeah, and I'm back. <laughs> so uh, this uh, play from Boston. Yes. So much like the uh, setting of this movie, Luke also hails from Massachusetts. Uh, so <laughs> I thought he hailed from Portland, Oregon. Oh no, that was last year. Yeah. Well, just like the killer in this movie, he is all over the place. Um, but yeah, with that in mind, let's just go ahead and get into some of the background details here. So, um, as I mentioned before, this movie recently came out on November 17th, 2023. It's directed by Eli Roth, who is known for Hostel, uh, which was a really, really intense movie for its time. Um, and he's a noted horror director. He also did The Green Inferno, um, which was also a shocking film that I saw in theaters. Uh, about eight years ago or so. Uh, he was in Inglorious uh, Bastards as well. Mm -hmm. uh, he played the Bear Jew. Good movie. And uh, he's been he's been an actor and a director in many different circumstances. And um, he's gotten more acclaim over time. I think at one point in time, he was kind of seen as a, um, I want to say, exploitative filmmaker in terms of how extreme his movies were. But he's gotten more respect. And uh, Thanksgiving... The movie is getting some pretty darn good reviews, um, at least for its uh, type of genre. A little bit more info about this movie. It runs at 106 minutes, so not too long, not too short. Its budget is $15 million, and it has returned $15.5 million as of today. So it's probably going to end up being profitable. Um, and yeah, that's a little bit about what we have. But let's get to the cast before moving on to that synopsis. So this movie stars uh, a lot of recognizable faces, actually. So Patrick Dempsey, uh, the guy from Grey's Anatomy, you might know him as McDreamy. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, also recently voted World's Sexiest Man, apparently. Oh, I think that's right. You are yeah. an ER fan. Oh, not an ER. Grey's uh, Anatomy. Anatomy fan. <laughs> yeah, but there's a magazine sitting in the house right now, and I'm pretty sure he's headlining it as World's Sexiest Man. So, Which is interesting. Um, so, and also Addison Ray. And I thought I recognized her. She is actually, she did not cut her teeth with films. She is the fourth most followed TikTok personality. And um, I think this is Behind one of the three of us, right? <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, and I think this is one of her first big time feature films. Um, it also stars Milo Mannheim, Jalen Thomas Brooks, and I believe the former two are newcomers. Um, and then a, a couple other people who are not incredibly well-known, but uh, still, this movie has um, pretty pretty big cast, I would say. It does. All right, let's get into that synopsis. An axe-wielding maniac terrorizes residents of Ply Plymouth, Mass., after a Black Friday riot ends in tragedy. Picking off victims one by one, the seemingly random revenge killings soon become part of a larger, sinister plan. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, well... 
I want us all to go ahead and discuss what our expectations were going into this movie. We all saw it at a Regal, so we all had the same experience. It is Thanksgiving Eve, so it's appropriate that we would go see Thanksgiving, the movie, today when we're all together. Now, my mom was going to see it with us, but she asked me very, um, she asked me before, I think last night, if she should go see it with us. Because of the director, I recommended a strong no. And um, we'll get into that in just a minute. Okay. (laughs) So, Luke, why don't you tell us how you came to this film? Um, My expectations were were extremely low. Not that I wasn't excited, um, but this was not something that was necessarily on my radar. Um, It sort of snuck up on me. I listened to a few folks on YouTube that had mentioned that they were excited about this, seeing as it kind of came out of one of those trailers in uh, from Grindhouse so many years ago um so it had been on my radar i had forgotten it existed and then i only just remembered when my dad had said hey it's getting really good reviews and i was like okay perfect so um didn't really have a whole lot of expectation built up for it i more was like hey let's go see it It sounds right up my alley and that was uh that was a good thing i think yeah it's got 82 percent on rotten tomatoes by the way um and uh, let's go ahead and get into your thoughts going in as well yeah well this combines uh, a couple of things that i like very much holiday films sort of mm-hmm. uh and, and horror films uh and and we've just come off october where we did uh, basically slasher films uh for the month and so i thought we were kind of done with that and i was ready to be done with that but i saw the trailer for this and i thought it looked interesting and i of course i thought thanksgiving that's an odd um holiday to do sort of a slasher film but then you think about it um last year we went to see violent night which was awful uh which was sort of a you know not a slasher film but kind of a gritty violent film for set at christmas dollar store john wick i've never seen a john wick film but uh anyway i know i know what you're thinking zz talkers the guys next to me have told me I need to. But anyway, um, but then, of course, Halloween became a runaway smash and spawned 15 films over 40 years. So why not set something at Thanksgiving? And so it looked kind of fun. And it actually looked really kind of fun when I saw a trailer of it. And I thought, you know what? Uh, boys are coming home for the holidays. Uh, we'll um, see if they want to see it. I knew they'd want to see it. And I wanted to see it. So we went. Yeah. Um for myself, I kind of thought I was done with theater movies after Saw X in October. And but every film we saw this summer. But um uh, surprising nobody, something always draws us back to the theater. And uh for this movie, I actually do remember seeing a couple reviews from just some publications I read, and they were pretty positive, but I really didn't know this movie existed until maybe a week and a half, two weeks ago. But I kind of pieced it together when you told me about it. So I was just thinking to myself, oh, okay. And I was thinking also, well, this kind of mixes two things we really like together. It's been getting good reviews. I recognize the director. I've liked some of his work. So yeah, okay, I'm in. I didn't really have any expectations for it, except I knew that it was um, reviewing pretty well, but that's really it. I think a common theme here is this is a film that sort of snuck up on us. I mean, Luke said that, you said that, and and for me, that's the case, too. It was sort of like, oh, there's the Halloween slasher movie. Uh, not Halloween, Thanksgiving slasher movie. Mm-hmm. That looks kind of interesting. And then, then you see the cast, and you're like, oh, I recognize a couple of these people. So, you know, why not? I actually did not know that Patrick Dempsey was in the movie until the movie started. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, it's really nice to go in relatively blind to movies. It is. So, um, and then just to expand on what Luke said before, because actually in the car on the way over, uh, on the way over, he told me that uh, this is based off of, of a fictitious trailer of the same name from the movie Grindhouse, which was a double feature, I believe, between Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino, which included Death Proof and Planet Terror. Uh, so it's kind of like a movie within a movie, an adaptation within that. And of course, Quentin Tarantino is one of my favorite directors now, thanks to ZZ Talk. Exactly. Right. You've finally seen at least four of his films. Right. So uh, yeah, but I digress. Three of which are good. So let's go ahead and get into our thoughts on the movie itself. Luke, what did you think of Since Thanksgiving? You're our guest. We also haven't talked about this. We've we stayed have silent for hours. Um, I was super into it. I liked it a lot. I thought... I think I enjoyed how over the top and gratuitous it was because it was offset mostly pretty well by being relatively lighthearted at, at its core. Um, there was a lot of really funny stereotypes, especially at the beginning that sort of set the expectation, I think, yeah. um, for what to expect throughout the rest of the movie. Um, but I really liked it. I actually really liked the setup, especially because I had no idea what it was going to do with that setup, sure, right? Sure. Opening on uh, on black friday right that's not a spoiler because that was part of the synopsis um but i thought it was really entertaining and i thought there was some really cool stuff in it i thought there were some really neat effects that i always like to i always like to see things done without a computer um so that is always something i'm very excited to see uh, but yeah i i really liked it a lot and i think i think the sentiments will be shared around the table so they're looking at me so that means i'm next and i'm just going to say i need to set the stage here it's the day before Thanksgiving. I have the next four days off and I'm sitting in between two of my three favorite people on the planet. It, I could have looked at a, a blank screen for two hours and I would have been perfectly happy. Um, but I wasn't looking at a blank screen. I was watching a film that I have to tell you, it really surprised me. <laughs> um I was into this film too. There were times I thought, whoa, I, I've seen a lot and I haven't seen some of this. And some of these were really good. I yeah. gotta say the setup is excellent. Yeah, the is. whole storming of the, the Black Friday yeah. Walmart-esque kind of thing in a small town. Very satirical. Very satirical. Yeah. Very, I mean, you're right. The, 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 um, I want to say caricature. What was the word you used? Stereotypes. Stereotypes, yeah. right. Uh, they're, they're all present and they're all delightfully humorous. Mm -hmm. um, some of them meet their demise sooner than I would have liked. Um, but they all meet their demise in one way or another. And some of the ways that you see, you have not seen before. Yeah. So, yeah, I got to say, I was I was pretty into it, too. I, 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 I hate to say it, but I really enjoyed this film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of funny because uh with a movie this intense you don't expect to actually you know maybe enjoy something like that as much but i have to agree i had a ton of fun with this film um you know i've seen a lot of really crazy movies and this this one shocked me a couple times there are some shocking things in this um movie. one of the things i like best about this movie is that it doesn't pull any punches about what it is um it doesn't try to be too serious doesn't try to be too stupid it sets itself up for like you said more of a satirical humorous tone here and there it's not constant it's not almost never present but you know exactly what you're getting with this film and it sets it up in a suitably intense way with um great crazy kills honestly and it's interesting throughout the entire movie um i thought the pacing itself was pretty good 
and um there was a lot of laugh out loud moments i i thought it was uh but there were also some shocking moments i mean there were a few jump scares which easy talkers know i like no mm-hmm. it doesn't but i was i i had a jolt of time or two yeah um but some of these kills well i thought i thought the jump scares were done pretty tastefully in this movie when i see them in like insidious or conjuring oh, movies i'm just so like boring it's so annoying because you know exactly how it's going to get set up every 10 minutes right. and this it's actually sudden and it's unexpected it is and it's also applicable to the story mm-hmm. the jump scares a lot of them are the actual killer appearing mm-hmm. right in yeah. in different types of ways it's not just a bird hitting like a window or something yeah like that. or it's like a cat jumping out in front of somebody right yeah, yeah it's, it's all stuff and i mean there were probably three or four that got me a little bit and i really enjoyed it i thought it was yeah i thought it was a great send-up of the worst parts of you know thanksgiving greediness with black friday and everything but also just the genre itself it almost felt like a scream parody to an extent yeah but also done in its own unique way with that thanksgiving twist and i have to say with us not loving the previous thanksgiving movie that we watched um i can see this becoming a real cult classic for a lot of horror fans around every thanksgiving because it's this movie's way better than has any right to be and it's actually pretty clever it's intense it's interesting and it moves along at a pretty darn good pace it's a lot of fun it's it's intense I, i will agree um you know, I have to say, I've sat there watching this and I thought to myself, this makes Halloween, Halloween 1 through 15 look like Aladdin. I mean, <laughs> this movie is pretty violent, um, but done in a way that is surprising. And when you are surprised by something and you haven't seen it all before, like so often you have in a horror film or in a slasher mm-hmm. film, you leave the theater rather pleasantly surprised. And that's how I left it. I got to tell you, and we'll get into spoilers here in a minute. I really want, I can't wait to talk to my sons about this because I don't know what this says about us that we really like this movie, but it certainly was an entertaining two hours. Yeah. And I will say too, you know, sometimes in these movies, it's so obvious which characters get favored treatment. I felt like the film relative treated these characters relatively equitably mm-hmm. you know the really annoying characters you're not supposed to like they didn't die immediately it was right one of those things where it it wasn't something that kept you guessing all the time but it it's not like you could predict every part of this movie and i think it did a good job of introducing you to the characters who they were and um giving you enough screen time with each and every one of them while also juggling a pretty large cast so for the most part i thought the movie was very humorous uh at a very good pace it was shockingly intense at times but also it's thrilling to watch you know it's 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 a crazy thrill and especially when it's just juxtaposed with a thanksgiving theme i don't know there's something a little bit special about this movie if you can stomach it i completely agree but that's a big if because there are some things in this movie that are hard to watch but you don't want to look away yeah i can't i can't say i necessarily recommend it to the average film goer uh, especially if you're just a casual horror movie watcher but um for your those, mom would have walked out for, it was the right call for her not to go yeah i f- i feel like for those who are maybe a little bit bored by some of the movies that have been coming out or a little bit just thinking a lot of this is very samey um this one might give you a, a jolt of electricity mm-hmm. you know uh, it's definitely um it could have very safely been just a poorly made movie at the end of the year, but it felt like there was actual effort put into this. 
especially with it coming out in November, there's no right to be as good as it is. Oh, absolutely. So, all right. All right. So do you want to go ahead and get into spoiler territory? Yeah. Should we all rate it first before we get into spoilers? Though, and then anybody who wants to stick around after the fact for more of that, they can. Well, we usually give our rating at the end. You can pretty much tell if we like watching it. Um, I'm surprised you don't know that from having listened to our catalog, Luke. Right. Yeah, uh, we're going to give our ratings at the end here, but I think it's pretty safe to say that, you know, if you can stomach this kind of thing, it's definitely a new and enthralling uh, treat of a movie. However, um, I wouldn't recommend it to the uh, casual film goer who honestly has a bit of a sensitive stomach when it comes to this kind of stuff. But that said, if uh, you like Scream or something a little bit more intense than Scream, uh, this is a really fun. This is a really fun one to watch. It's definitely a slasher movie in every sense of the word. But we all enjoyed it as horror fans. Um, but just know before you go in, um, we warned you. Yeah. All right. So here we go. We're going to spoiler territory. If you are intrigued and you want to go watch it and then hear about the plot points, stop here. But if you are um, interested in just not watching the film, but hearing more about it from us, keep going. So this is spoiler territory. You've been warned. All right. So what do you got in terms of spoilers? Any questions? Any uh, fun things that you want to re uh, relive? Yeah, okay, I'm just going to say this, and this is a big plot point. So the 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 killer, if you will, uh, is someone who has identified people who were specific or how he deemed perpetrators in this uh, Black Friday massacre, massacre a year prior, um, you know, on the day after Thanksgiving, or Thanksgiving Day, I guess, was. And so he sets out to uh, remove them from the town of Plymouth, Massachusetts, by killing them and um seating them at a thanksgiving table <laughs> in various <laughs> grotesque ways <laughs> and the first two i thought oh my gosh i am so into this and then it started to get away from that a little bit and i thought oh i want i really wish it go i wish it would go back to that and boy, boy did it ever and i'm just gonna put it out there folks you know what we do to turkeys on thanksgiving we baste them and we put them in an oven. Well, guess what? Apparently that's possible on film. In this movie, we baste a person and we put them in the oven. Then we put them in a turkey pose. In a turkey pose on the table, the centerpiece of the table. And then we carve into the person. And then serve and them, then to, their serve spouse. them to their spouse. <laughs> And uh, we have an active listener over there here. thinking, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 as crazy or crazier than you think. But, um, you know, it's funny because the beginning of the movie starts out with total pandemonium. And it's a bit of an extended intro. It is. But, you know, after that, I was thinking, okay, it's going to be more stalkers, yeah, yeah. kills. But the first kill is still so absurd because, okay. I thought it was so wild when she gets dipped in the water, just like dunked in the water, uh -huh. and then goes against the freezer. That was oh, super original. That was super original. It takes some of her face off, and then she tries to crawl into the dumpster, <laughs> and then the car hits the dumpster so hard that it slams shut it's and then snaps her torso off. And all the organs are like spilling out and all that kind of stuff. It's it's so insane. It's so insane. And it's um I don't know. It's 
you you look at the screen and you're just you have to laugh almost it's so crazy it's, it's like so a dark. wow it's so over the seen top that yeah it I, is i i think i will say the first the introduction at the store sets the standard because you're sort of watching things as like the setup for a movie right, right? And then the like violence just so, so begins so suddenly because they break through the, the doors and to the rush into the grocery store. The when that guy's so, dying on the pallet the, and the, the woman takes his toaster. Yeah. Yeah. So, waffle iron. Yeah. Which, waffle iron. Which yeah. I found entertaining because it's so it was it was so early and so quick and it was so early in the movie and so casual i'm not i'm just talking about when the first guy cut his neck oh yeah entering the store right and he still Um, got up and got his waffle iron and he still got up went and got his waffle iron and he's stumbling around half conscious because he's bleeding out trying to get his waffle iron and um i think stuff like that one gets you prepared for how visceral it's going to be but two also sort of prepares you for the tone that it's going for right yeah, exactly. not completely yes. serious well stated and i think because both of those things are established so early it sort of raises the uh the levity i suppose mm-hmm. for the entire movie mm-hmm. um and then thereafter yeah there's another a woman who gets hit in the head with a shopping cart and breaks her neck and then her hair gets caught in the wheel and part of her scalp gets torn off yeah so you know, those two things happening forget side the by trampoline time. scene uh yeah. and the guy who's watching her on the trip oh my <laughs> gosh that is just wild and you know it's that's like awful. that's like the worst thing that could possibly happen on a trampoline uh, obviously <laughs> yes yeah it's you know the movie it does I, I like what you said about that it sets the tone early on and it does add levity so it's not so it's a mean-spirited movie in many ways but it also isn't too mean-spirited see, because of that it's a send-up it's like a no, it's a the woman in the oven probably thought it was mean-spirited well, see, that's I, what I was just saying. it's a parody or the woman it's, in the refrigerator it's a dark comedy yeah. it is i'm not saying it's some extremely like high level like version of that but it it lets the audience know clearly you're gonna laugh you're going to cringe you're gonna grimace at some points but you're also going to have a really good time and i think it just it doesn't promise it doesn't promise that you're gonna have to watch a movie in one certain way and i really appreciate how there was a mixture of comedy pandemonium really intense scenes but also just some you know general wildness just from the get-go yeah and it did set the stage in a great and a modern use of technology that was effective yeah you mentioned uh not that much cgi uh, yeah i would say the the one specific thing that i thought was the coolest part of the movie that i want to call out on the podcast just to get their their reactions as well is um during the parade there's which was also a good scene yeah so during the parade essentially the parade gets stopped right and it's such a sudden stop that there's a boat on the back of a truck and the front of the boat punctures the into mass. yeah into the cabin and goes straight through a man's face who's driving and his face is literally all torn up around it and like his nose is like up where his forehead grandchildren are right next to them yeah and they're saying like wake up and he's spraying blood all over it's insane and i thought that was the coolest practical effect coolest makeup with the prosthetics obviously they got like Mm -hmm. torn where his like nose is up up off to the left and things like that um but i don't know stuff like that i appreciate i think it's always just it's cool to see people get creative without relying on computers to make mm, cool imagery. So completely agree. Right. Um, because again, that's what we sort of grew up looking at. Right. Like with and of course Star Wars is a different type of 
you know, practical effects. Right. But, you know, these things were models, right? These massive things mm -hmm. were just tiny little models. Mm -hmm. But the way that they sort of set the, the scale for them created something impressive. So I always appreciate seeing things like that in these in these these more modern movies. Yeah, let's talk about the cast a bit. What did you think of the main group? And uh, how did you think that how do you think their performances were? I thought their performances were fine. They were believable. I didn't think they were great. Yeah. Um, you know, it it reminded me of, I mean, when I thought about what I was seeing on screen in terms of acting, I thought, okay, yeah, this is this is this is more typical yeah. of, you know, Friday the 13th or, you know, teenagers who yeah. are friends with one another. I thought they were fine. I think I, they were suitably over the top. Yeah. I, I to think the point so. where they made some you not like were completely unlikable, right? Which was good. Yeah. Um, and some of them were more likable, you know, than others. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought it was fine. I didn't <laughs> think it was like a masterclass in acting yeah. by any stretch of the imagination, right. but I bought into it. To that point, I do think my biggest issue with the movie is how anticlimactic the death of the most annoying person in the cast was. Oh, what? With the meat cleaver? Yeah. Oh, oh I thought that, I was, thought that was pretty I awesome. thought that was pretty lame. Like, they, I don't know. I felt like they sort of just breezed through it. Uh, maybe. I, I like, oh, let's put you on screen and crush you your head with a meat I cleaver. I had seen so much at that dinner scene at that point in time. I thought, I'm not sure I can watch this. <laughs> but I did. Yeah. Uh, but it was... That dinner scene was something. Yeah. yeah. One thing I think the movie did well with the characters was usually, okay, from the get-go, you're able to just tell who's the character who hasn't wronged anybody, who has no obvious flaws and is considered the angel of the movie. Honestly, everybody in this movie, for the most part, had some kind of flaw or reason why they might be considered too selfish or too greedy or might have had a reason behind why the killer was after them. I appreciate that. Even the main character of the movie, apparently she had done nothing to stop somebody from deleting the footage of that Black Friday massacre. Uh -huh. And I like that the final girl, you know, she wasn't perfect, but you could empathize with her. And obviously, you know, you were rooting for her to win. But um, that's something that I feel like a lot of the horror movies we watch, usually it's just the most annoying guy or the dumbest guy or the overconfident jock usually just gets killed. For yeah, it. that doesn't that's kind of turned over on its head mm -hmm. in this movie. And I like how none of the characters are perfect. They're all flawed, but it's not like you hate all of them either. Yeah. Um, even yeah, though you never true. connect to there weren't never necessarily it wasn't like, oh, I want her going next kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I, I will also say, too, though, had you figured it out? I mean, because what I liked about it, too, is you actually get to learn at the end of this film who done it, right? Who was yeah. the perpetrator? Um, I I think around halfway through the film, I thought it was him because when they said something about ex-military, I was like, oh, it's a police officer. Mm -hmm. It's not the deputy. It's the police officer because mm -hmm. they made some people so obvious. Yeah, they did. They made some people so obvious. I was like, and I expect in the beginning, Patrick Dempsey's character, uh -huh. I could tell he had vibes with that guy's wife. You oh, know, you could. I remember that. in the opening remark, and he's just like, you know, my wife died, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, a single man who can cook? Like, you know, you're not going to be single yeah, for yeah. long. And I was like, something's going on between them. Did you figure it out? Um, Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I was under the assumption that it was him probably two-thirds through the movie. But there were also a couple, the way the movie was edited, there were a couple yeah. times where mm -hmm. something happened and he was missing. Or he was, or there. he was literally there, yeah. like with the police. Right. I was trying to which figure didn't out add that up. So I think, I think they did use the editing a little bit to sort of, yeah, keep you thinking. Oh, like I haven't figured it out. He was also the character who was the most helpful, concerned about others, yeah, and was. you know, 
he was more really likely the protagonist. To be exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He was too protagonist like yeah. in order to not really be the one. But I think a lot of people would be surprised yeah. by this reveal. Um, that was done pretty I well. mean, I will admit, I thought it was one of the two boyfriends for most of the time. And I mean, I, the, the baseball player yeah, yeah. That would have been, was an accomplice. That would have been too obvious, really. though. And yeah, when they exactly. did that fake out thing for yeah, him, I knew it wasn't him. And then, yeah, um, that was because he went in. I think I shot him. And really? then for the other guy, Ryan, the other boyfriend, I was like, too obvious. He's too obvious. He's just, he's just, he's just a dweeb, right? You know? Right. Um, so, yeah, I thought, I thought that was done pretty well because there's a lot of people in the movie. The one character I didn't really understand was the son of the gun owner um, who threw the big party for teens underage drinking. Well, he had like failed school so many times he was still in high school even though he looked like he was like 35 well no that the whole point was he probably failed out of 10th grade 10 years ago and he just decided to work with his dad and never finished school and then he kind of became a sympathetic character to where it's like oh you kind of like this guy he's like supplying them with the stuff that they need yeah i felt like maybe we lost some of that on the editing room floor which i I was fine with i agree um so it was it was interesting uh to notice those little details but overall um I thought the ending was kind of underwhelming. The whole explosion. It's such sequel bait, too. Um, 100%. Like, they want this to be the next Halloween. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's true. And I feel like they could have at least, instead of being so blatantly open for a sequel, they could have just showed it as, he died, but Mm -hmm. the legacy of his idea lives on. And it would have been so... One of the other characters that. took it over, or something like that. Exactly, yeah, yeah. kind of like in the vein of Scream, right. to an extent. But okay. maybe that would have been too Might have been too much. Yeah, exactly. But I did think the movie ended a little bit too abruptly and vaguely with mm-hmm. the death of uh, Patrick Dempsey's character. Yeah. But then again, I also thought the final frame of the movie, where she has the dream, mm-hmm. and then it was so right out of a nightmare. I, I think, I think an exec, I, I think that was an executive decision uh-huh. to add that little thing. I at bet the end. you're right. I, I just. Yeah. I don't feel like that was like an organic choice uh, for the film, but overall, despite all the crazy details and things that we've said so far, the movie was very unique and very enjoyable. And I can't believe I'm saying it because it's kind of hard to surprise me with a lot of the movies I've seen these days. And Luke, I'm sure it's the same for you. You've seen quite a few films yourself. Um, This definitely ignited, uh, this definitely ignited uh, some, wild uh wild scenes that's for sure um so if you're looking for that kind of thing or want a big twist on the slasher film or just the holiday movie that's not just a john wick revenge santa claus goes bad krampus type deal uh, definitely give this one a watch but know what you're going into so luke on a scale of one to five z's what are you giving 2023's thanksgiving I would say I'd give it a four out of five. Cool. Four Z's out of five. I would also give it four Z's out of five. I thought it was a super fun movie and um, it was it was great to go in with low expectations and knowing very little about I'm telling it. You, what do I say on this podcast all the time? Lower your expectations and you will be seldom disappointed. I'm completely with you both. I'm giving it a strong four z's on a scale of one to five and i just want to point this out earlier in the year and i keep coming back to this on this podcast i watched a movie because i was so excited about it so back to expectations uh was it evil dead rise yeah evil dead whatever oh were you excited about that one well i was because you all had you both had told me that the because i've seen it it was supposed to be so good yeah 
I really didn't like that. You liked movie. it, right, Luke? I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you liked it better than I did. That was Here's my most anticipated thing. horror movie. Talkers, on. listen to this. Yeah. This movie, Thanksgiving, had fewer horror movie tropes than most of the horror movies you will watch. There was one scene early on when the first kill, and she was in the diner. And she goes out, she hides in the closet or the restroom, whatever. And then she has to go find her, her purse. So she, she actually leaves the safety of that space. And I went, oh, here we go. But that was really the only time I thought, okay, here we go with the, the horror movie tropes. And that's refreshing in and of itself. Yeah. So I would say this is far better than Evil Dead. All right. Well, there you go. All right, so um, with that, let's go ahead and get into our check it out. What do you have for us? Luke, what do you have for us tonight? What I've got <laughs> is uh, the new 2023 version of Kitchen Nightmares with Gordon Ramsay. I've heard good things. I I have a lot of love for the you know early to mid-2000s TV program. Um, it's really over the top. It's rather staged but it's very entertaining and there's a new version of it that is currently airing right now um and i would say check it out if you're into those types of things it's definitely more soap opera than it is cooking than anything but uh it's very entertaining so if you're into that stuff check it out all right so my check it out is going to be akin to what noah said last week he talked about the um the 5k that we did maybe it was a couple of weeks ago on that episode of the pod that we ran a 5k, uh, Noah, myself and Grace, um, Noah's girlfriend, and and it was just a really good experience, really fun. I'm just going to say that if you are blessed like I am to have a family uh, and they are able to be, you're all able to be together at the holidays, um, be sure to thank God for that because a lot of people don't have that and there's a lot going on in this world. A lot of things that we are we are hearing and bombarded by uh, on a, you know, every push notification we receive. So think about all that you do have rather than focusing on all the negative. Think about all the blessings that you have and don't take them for granted because I'm certainly not taking the next several days for granted. So if you've got a family and if you have blessings, be sure to check out gratitude. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why. I'm so appreciative. Well, you are safe from John Carver. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, tough act. The to table is full. Yeah, tough act to follow there. So um, today we saw a preview for Napoleon. Napoleon Ugh. is directed by Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott directed Alien Covenant, Alien, and quite a few other movies. But Gladiator, Alien Covenant, Michael Fassbender was one of the main actors and I love Michael Fassbender. I also love yeah, yeah. David Fincher, who oh, also yeah. directed Alien 3 as his first movie. So with that loose connection being tied together. Um, didn't David Fincher do Seven? Yes. He did. He also did. That's a movie right there. He did Fight Club, Panic Room, Zodiac, Social Network. And he's done, he's done a few after that as well. Anyway, David Fincher has a new movie. And it stars Michael Fassbender and basically a one-man role. Um, I saw this movie. It's called The Killer. It's on Netflix and it's also in limited uh, limited release for theaters. But um, I watched it with uh, Griffin. Shout out to Griffin. Um, just in the comfort of uh, just in the comfort of an apartment, just watching on streaming. It's nice to have that option. And honestly, we just kind of wanted to do that. All about streaming. I won't give my full thoughts on the movie, but because we might review it for a pod episode. 
Yeah, might be a good one. Um, but it's definitely it's definitely a very thoughtful film, and it's different in uh than what you would normally expect. Now, uh, given that Michael Fassbender is such a strong actor, I really appreciated uh, his just seeing him on screen. And David Fincher obviously has an interesting directorial style that is uh, has not really been matched uh, to his own standard. So it is on Netflix. And if you're interested in it, you can watch it with your Netflix subscription. So get basically a super high quality movie um, on Netflix. You can stream it in the comfort of your own home. Um, it's called The Killer and check it out okay well that is our review of thanksgiving we hope everyone does have a happy thanksgiving we're recording this on the day before thanksgiving 2023 and i have very much enjoyed the last uh couple of hours because we've done several episodes here so thank you guys yeah we certainly have uh, appreciate your listening obviously this episode was uh <laughs> quite a bit different than our uh, previous ones but then again hey it was your idea. We are thankful for you, ZZ Talkers, for listening each week. Yes, very much so. Definitely catch us uh, in the coming weeks watching lots of Christmas movies because we have uh, some classics on our hands and uh, some movies that I guess I've never seen coming up. Okay, cool. And with that in mind, uh, we do appreciate uh, you listening in. And also, thank you very much to our third host. But until next week, I'm Noah. I'm Greg. I'm Luke. I'll see you at Christmas. <laughs> and this is, is easy, easy talk. talk.